You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Mark Pegulu, Vice President and General Manager, Wireless and Sensing Products Group for Semtech. The supply chain industry relies heavily on the ability to monitor and track assets at every step of the journey. Developments in geolocation accuracy and coverage are making that job easier, but what does your business need to consider before choosing and implementing a geolocation solution for your needs? Mark Pagulu of Semtech joins us to share his thoughts on what you need to keep track of to keep better track of your supply chain. Joining today is Mark Pegulu, Vice President and General Manager, Wireless and Sensing Products Group for Semtech. Mark, thank you so much for joining the Inbound Logistics Podcast today. And uh, most importantly, did I pronounce your name correctly? Yes, hi, Jeff. Thank you. Yes, you did very well. Thanks. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, it's good to have you on the show today. Uh, Mark, can you introduce yourself to our audience? Tell us a little bit about your background in the industry and some of the work that you're doing with Semtech today. Okay, sure. Yes. So, like you pointed, uh, I'm French, um, living in uh, in the US. Um, I am uh, currently uh, vice president at Semtech for the business unit called Wireless and Sensing. I've been in the industry of uh, semiconductor and technology, especially uh, communi- communication and sensing technology, uh, for more than 20 years. Uh, I joined uh, Semtech around uh, 14 years ago. Uh, with a desire actually to uh, to uh, help Semtech to improve their uh, wireless uh, connectivity. Semtech at that time was uh, starting uh, this new activity uh, for low power uh, wireless uh, connectivity. And uh, it has been uh, my desire to really position Semtech as a disruptor, an innovative company. Uh, so we work hard with the team actually to bring uh, new technology uh, in uh, in Semtech, and this is when we made the acquisition of the technology now named LoRa, which stands for long range, that provides a unique long range and low power capability of wirelessly connecting uh, assets, meters, sensors, trackers. Uh, I'm currently uh, based uh, for Semtech in in California, where the headquarters is. And I'm leading uh, the product management, the product marketing, uh, the application team, and the strategy for for this product line. Great. Okay, you mentioned asset tracking there. Uh, we're living in some uh, strange and challenging times. How have you seen COVID-19 impact the asset tracking and supply chain markets? Yes, that's, uh, that's a very good topic. Uh, of course, uh, COVID-19 has uh, affected many areas of our life, uh, whether it's uh, personal or private. Um, before just coming on the asset tracking more specifically, we see that uh, when it comes to uh, connectivity, uh, uh, COVID-19 has really affected the industries in also the way that uh, communication is being done. Uh, we've seen uh, a jump in terms of uh, Wi-Fi usage, for instance, uh, calling increased significantly. And however, the cellular has somehow declined also significantly. So we see changes in the patterns as well of connectivity. Now, um, this is important because we'll come to asset tracking for which connectivity is a key piece. Uh, now for, uh, for uh, asset tracking, when you think about asset tracking, obviously you think about uh, physical movement of goods. Uh, and obviously this has been significantly uh, impacted for you know, travel restrictions, challenges to get indoor some of the installations. 
And uh, when when it comes, I would say to new programs, uh, this is affecting asset tracking, but I would say a lot of other uh, programs is the, the difficulty to to make some proof of concept. Whenever you want to install a new technology, quite often there is a phase of uh, proving that the technology is working in a given environment. Uh, there are a lot, a lot of opportunities associated uh, to the LoRa technology, which we will uh, detail, I'm sure, a little bit after. But obviously, one of the key milestones is to prove that uh, the system is working in its environment. So COVID-19 has kind of delayed uh, some of uh, these uh, proof points uh, in order to transition, I would say, from technology acceptance to a, a wide uh, commercial acceptance. Having said that, uh, there is also some positive things uh, if we can uh, associate to COVID-19. And I think this illustrated uh, very well uh, the need to uh, provide a little bit more intelligence and automation in the way we, we make the transition of the goods. So having uh, the possibility to, to record, to, to locate uh, with a sensing element, uh, location and trackers element, definitely uh, as is transforming, I would say, uh, the asset management and logistic uh, industry. Okay. When you talk about technology, what kinds of technology you're talking about specifically uh, that can be leveraged to uh, help uh, solve some of those challenges? Yes, there are several technologies, but two, the two big ones that comes to my mind, and I would say uh, uh, close, I would say, to the activity that we are doing at Semtech, is one about the connectivity, and the second one is about the geolocation itself. So whenever you want to create automation, in general, uh, you quickly, quickly uh, rely that you need to connect sensors, tractors, or actuators. Uh, connecting and it means about transfer, transferring the information from one point to another. So you are transferring sensing uh, information to uh, an aggregator point, and then all this uh, data coming from multitude of sensors. Uh, it needs to be digested by algorithms so as to to you know to take decisions. So uh, the collection point and the transport point of the data is really important. Uh, obviously, uh, wire uh, communications is definitely really expensive and complex to install. So wireless has been commonly used for this kind of situation. So uh, connectivity using wireless is definitely an opportunity to transform the industry especially uh, providing long-range connectivity with ultra-low power is a tremendous uh, uh, transformation, which will uh, allow to have much more devices uh, connected and, and fueling those kind of algorithms will help to make the best decisions for, uh, for the customer. So this was, uh, I think, the, the first uh, topic. Connectivity can transform the, the segment of uh, logistics and asset management. The second one is about uh, geolocation. Uh, today, there are systems based on GPS, which are uh, used to, to track uh, solutions. Uh, this data is collected and also you know, uh, uh, transported by uh, wireless uh, connectivity. So we spoke about the connectivity, but the geolocation is also an opportunity for uh, improvement. Uh, today, it's relatively expensive uh, to uh, to put a GPS module on an asset. As a consequence, only the expensive assets are actually, uh, can actually afford uh, to, to put this kind of geolocation technology. And it has some limitations. First, it's, uh, as I said, it's expensive. Second, 
it is consuming a lot. So it means that you need to change the battery or you need to recharge your tracker on a regular basis, which has a significant uh, cost. Um, and third, it doesn't really work indoor. GPS works pretty well outdoor, but indoor it doesn't work very well. So this is the area where uh, we see the industry transforming by uh, providing uh, options to deliver uh, ultra-low power geolocation technology, uh, completely affordable in order to, to be attached to a large number of assets to be tracked. And third, uh, the indoor location. So it's really important to provide an outdoor and indoor geolocation capability if you want to close the loop for a full asset management system. With the geolocation, and why do IoT devices even need geolocation? Um, sure, that's a very valuable question. So um, IoT devices uh, are composed of um, uh, mobile devices and fixed uh, devices. Quite often, mobile devices are devices that are associated to uh, asset tracking uh, applications. So the, the core of the asset tracking is to know where the device is. So the device doesn't need to know where it is itself, but uh, you know the application using, uh, I would say, managing all the assets definitely need to have the, the location. So that's uh, you know, a lot of industries like uh, factories, transportation, logistics, uh, uh, agriculture, when you think about also food, the transportation, uh, all of this uh, requires definitely to know where a device is at a, at a given point. And it, uh, it helps to uh, optimize uh, the operational um, of, uh, of, a comp- of a company. But uh, I would like, I think we can push that a little bit further. Um, we see that more and more actually uh, fixed assets actually uh, require some uh, geolocation capability. It sounds, uh, it sounds a little bit uh, awkward to, to, to want to locate a fixed asset, but when you think about uh, all the complexity of in- installing and maintaining assets which are deployed in the field quite often for multiple years, 10 years or 20 years, well, this is becoming a challenge if you don't have the location of the device. So the first one in installation is uh, imagine where if you can deploy uh, assets, so let's take sensors in the field, without uh, the need to have a complex mechanism to map and locate exactly where you put the sensor. Uh, it means that then you can uh, very quickly deploy more assets. Uh, you don't need a complex mechanism to, uh, to uh, fingerprint or to locate uh, your asset and, and record it on a specific place in a building or outside. You just deploy, and then you have a mechanism which self-locates where the asset has been, has been installed. So it offers a lot of flexibility, and it's, uh, it's time. You are saving a lot of time in terms of setting up your, your system. You can also use, uh, uh, I would say, less technical people uh, to install. Yeah, quite often, you want uh, somebody who are not RF engineers or are not uh, from electronics or not, I would say, technical to install an asset in a building. Uh, and, and that's, again, that's, uh, again, uh, inefficiency for everyone. Second element, which is really important, is about uh, maintenance. So um, I mentioned earlier that a lot of those uh, sensors, which I call also assets, are actually deployed in the field for many, many years, 10 years, 20 years. So uh, at some point, you may, you may lose uh, the information where it has been installed. So if you need to send a team to maintain uh, an asset, 
uh, it's extremely convenient to just send the team and the team has a mechanism them to when they reach, I would say, the area, they can uh, self-locate uh, the device and they know exactly where to go. So it's all about uh, saving time uh, for, uh, for maintenance activity. So that's why I strongly believe that not only moving IoT devices benefit from geolocation, but also eventually fixed assets. What industries uh, will benefit most from geolocation? I think um, I would like to take um, the example of uh, the industry of uh, cold chain management. Uh, if you think, uh, for instance, of um, um, how important uh, it is to, um, to verify and control the temperature of uh, sensitive goods, there is actually a liability, there is a responsibility for uh, the truck drivers or the grocery stores uh, to, to maintain that and to control. So um, that's a, a good example where here you have a temperature sensor, quite often battery operated, which is going to be, going to be attached to uh, the asset which is going to transition from one place uh, to another. And it needs to record uh, its temperature. It needs to, to know when it has been recorded, but also it needs to know where uh, the information was recorded. So that's, that's I think, a, a good example of uh, where you see the benefit of how geolocation coupled with other sensor information is actually making uh, this information usable and, and really um, uh, important for, uh, for the application. Uh, the thing that uh, you want to, to avoid, of course, in this example of uh, cold chain management is to, to be prone to human error when it comes to uh, um, taking the temperature. Uh, you want also to avoid inconsistency in, uh, in the record uh, keeping uh, from, from person to person or from a location to a So the touch points are usually at the loader, the carrier, the shipper, and the receiver. Uh, with IoT temperature sensor and automation, uh, it is finally possible to ensure consistency. So you maintain the quality, uh, ensure the goods are continuously monitored during packing, the shipping, the delivery, storage, and, and services. And uh, when you have a geolocation tracker paired with a temperature sensor, then the readings of shipments are automatically taken. They are logged remotely with a location tag almost in real time. Uh, and all of that definitely contributes to, to improve this segment. So that would be uh, uh, an example. Now, uh, this, uh, this example actually can be expanded to a lot of sectors. Um, factories uh, is another one. Um, the agriculture is another one. You have a lot of uh, goods which are transiting from one place to another. You need there are construction, construction sites as well where you want to know uh, where your assets are, uh, especially in construction, uh, you have a lot of um, uh, assets which are leased, and the leasing company uh, often needs to, to know uh, where it is, but also when you are leasing the equipment, sometimes you forget where you put the equipment and you continue to pay. So having the possibility to log where the equipment is definitely uh, brings more transparency and more efficiency for all operations of, uh, of companies. Okay. Do you have a, a use case for how uh, geolocation technology has been leveraged for asset tracking? Yes. Uh, I think uh, there is, a, besides the cold chain management, uh, we see also um, uh, some use cases, for instance, in um, factories. So I'm going to take the automotive industry. 
Um, and here it's all about making sure that um, the different parts uh, of the, for, to make an automotive is actually uh, coming uh, at the right time and the right place. Uh, automotive industry is known to, to have a very, I would say, uh, distributed uh, and operation using uh, suppliers. So they have suppliers across different countries. And uh, the ability to synchronize uh, the, the manufacturing, but also the shipments of the subparts is essential. So we've seen uh, a lot of cases where uh, the suppliers are asked actually to put their uh, subsystem uh, onto carts which are uh, uh, located, geolocated. And, and then uh, the customer, in that case, uh, automotive maker, is a clear time uh, where are the, the parts. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes they're still in the supplier factory, sometimes they're in, in transit. And doing so, they can really optimize um, the assembly line and, and make sure that they, they don't run into over inventory or on the other side, they don't have some parts which are blocking the manufacturing chain, which is obviously a killer in this kind of industry. Uh, when you're talking about implementing geolocation, though, uh, what are some of the main barriers to that? And uh, how can the industry prepare for and solve those particular barriers? Yes. Um, so geolocation is to be widely uh, adopted. Um, definitely uh, needs to have... Um, I would say, a, a very low uh, total cost of ownership. Uh, it has been uh, still too expensive for different reasons. Um, and um, right now, when it comes to the connectivity, um, there are uh, some, I would say, hurdles to, to come and to overcome. Um, and the, the most important one is probably uh, how do you make the best trade-off between uh, the precision of the geolocation the range of communication and the battery life. So um, you have on one side some uh, uh, short-range technology like uh, Wi-Fi, which can offer some uh, high precision. And on the other side, uh, we are providing with LoRa, for instance, long-range technology. So this is in the category of low-power wide array network or LP1. And, and we think that both technologies are extremely uh, complementary. Uh, you need the you need both the high precision and you need the long range of communication. Uh, if you think, for instance, about uh, maritime transportation, uh, obviously you cannot uh, you cannot truck a ship uh, just uh, with Wi-Fi. So we need uh, this kind of long range. Uh, you will also need uh, GPS. In that case, outdoor, indoor, you will need another technology. So uh, the precision is going to be uh, improved by uh, the, uh, the best use or the aggregation of different technologies, uh, GPS, uh, using also uh, Wi-Fi mapping technologies. Uh, there are some BLE beaconing. So we see, we see the industry definitely evolving into that direction where electronics will become much more, uh, I would say, intelligent, integrating the ability to scan multiple technologies whether it's, uh, it's GNSS, GPS, Wi-Fi scanning, Bluetooth uh, scanning. And uh, this is what we're offering uh, now uh, with uh, our own roadmap at Semtech, combining not only those technologies of scanning, but also coupling this to uh, very low-power, long-range uh, connectivity technology, which is uh, the LoRa technology. 
So with, uh, with all of that, uh, basically, you can decide, depending on where the asset is, what is the best scenario in order to geolocate. So uh, as an example, if you're outside, uh, GPS might be a good option. Now, if you are turning, you're in a location where you have a lot of uh, Wi-Fi hotspot, uh, then you can self-locate relative to the Wi-Fi hotspot where your asset is. And this is becoming even lower power. It also It is also compatible with indoor geolocation. So as the technology is now is getting into the market, we are going to reach a level of integration and uh, ability of uh, high precision and low power, which has never been known so far. As a consequence, we will see uh, an adoption of much more assets being capable of uh, geolocation. Uh, you mentioned uh, technology evolving. Uh, what does the future of geolocation look like? And how precise will tracking get? Yeah, so we, uh, we see that... Um, Probably the sweet spot of, uh, of accuracy is in a range of uh, sub five uh, meter uh, accuracy level. In, I would say in the in the IoT. Um, so the technology is going to be uh, evolving by uh, leveraging, I would say, uh, the most uh, uh, several technology of geolocation. I mentioned Wi-Fi, uh, wi radar, GNSS, but there are also some other technology like ultra wideband. Uh, now, uh, again, the sweet spot that we see in the use cases is sub five meters. This is really uh, what you want to achieve in order to, to have a proper operation. There are some cases where you, um, you will need, I would say, some uh, lower accuracy. And we see new technologies coming like ultra wideband, which uh, will enable that. Um, nevertheless, um, what is important is uh, to make sure that uh, we are not over complexifying uh, um, a tracker. And, um, and so there, there are several companies like Semtech which are looking actually at combining the, the best and making the best cost effective solution and always keeping in mind the low power. So on our side, uh, we elected this uh, sub five meter accuracy level as a sweet spot combined with uh, the low power connectivity. And this, uh, this combined together uh, definitely is going to be a disruption for this industry. Uh, it will allow a continuous indoor and outdoor geolocation. Uh, and it will also allow a very cheap assets actually to, to be tracked, which will mean more information, more data in order to uh, enable this automation that we spoke at the beginning, which again uh, will help in this kind of uh, situation, of uh, pandemic situation, but also it will help overall uh, the efficiency of uh, asset management. All right. Uh, a lot of important information there for a geolocation. So, Mark, where can our audience go to get more information about Semtex offerings in that field? So we, we obviously have some uh, a lot of uh, use cases which are uh, presented on our, uh, on our website uh, where we are uh, sharing some testimony uh, about um, uh, customers uh, using uh, technology uh, for uh, wireless connectivity, but also geolocation. Um, so that's a very good source of information. Another one is the LoRa Alliance. So uh, Semtech has uh, been one of the founders of the LoRa Alliance, which is uh, pushing the LoRa One uh, connectivity protocol associated to LoRa technology. And uh, the LoRa Alliance is um, an association of uh, 500 uh, companies across the world, uh, very well represented worldwide. It is actually uh, the, the fastest growing alliance right now uh, for, uh, for IoT. 
and uh, they have done a great job of actually collecting use cases and uh, and sharing uh, user experience and customer testimony. We do have uh, some uh, some videos. So the good starting point and the Semtech website um, will uh, direct you also to the website of the Lorient for further information. Excellent. So for all of the listeners, that link will be in the show notes, so you can check it out right there. Uh, Mark Pigulu, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, best of luck to you and to Semtech, and stay safe out there, okay? Thank you very much, Jeff. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.